fall autumn has arrived. I was in the mountains. I have a little cold to prove it. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way more relaxing after a weekend in the mountains. Let's just get straight to the agenda for the show. We're going to talk over under Kevin. UFC 204, the card you have to watch to get to 205. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Kevin, shut up. I've got great news. What's the great news? This is spectacular news. Uh, I'm legitimately excited. You don't normally oversell things like this. I, I don't. I don't. I don't speak in hyperbole. I can't. But I'll tell you, this is fantastic news. You knew our... Uh, and I say new, if that doesn't give you a hint of where this is going, are uh, BJJ podcast rivals Yeah, inside BJJ. I just discovered today inside BJJ is coming to an end. That, first of all, let me address that in two parts. First, yeah, I hate them too. Mm-hmm. Not, but the second part, not who is coming to an end. That was inside MMA. No, I saw it on... What? There's they copied one of them copied the name. I don't know who who can remember who came I first. I mean, inside MMA started ten years ago. Wait, that's ending? That's ending. Yeah, that. Oh. Well, that's Isn't a that crazy bummer. That just That's terrible. Sucks. I thought oh, Inside I, BJJ oh my was God. coming to an end. What a mood killer. Because you went from thinking like oh. finally natural selection took its course and eliminated the weakest amongst the herd. Like oh, hunting was meant to everything. do. Somehow it hasn't happened. <sighs> I just thought that they were going to like mercy kill it and be like, okay, guys, we've obviously sucked it hey, up for too long. We're sorry. Raph, I think we could both agree. Take a hit inside BJJ. Like, for real. Inside MMA is like, hey, we better get out of here. What should inside BJJ do then? <laughs> I mean, don't they have to go in tandem? Like, don't they have to be like, well, if they end, we end too. Nobody wants to be inside this thing anymore. Where's your ride or die? You're just going to let your homie stroll off? Bye. Postcard. Well, I guess if they're still alive, I guess we have time to mourn, uh, you know, the boss rooting vehicle for news inside the world of mixed martial arts. So that's depressing. (laughs) Let's just take a quick sec. Yeah. Okay, that's good. The fuck All right, that was good enough. All right. Well, uh, I guess to inside BJJ, whatever. I guess you're still around. Uh, fun thing on the Another social media, day. though, kids. Uh, they have a, a fighter that uh, I guess did really well. His name's David Mitchell. Uh, although I think his actual name is Paul Mitchell. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but David Mitchell apparently uh, won this thing uh, this weekend, and I think that's fantastic. But then uh, the provocateurs over at Inside BJJ, which hasn't died apparently, which uh, they shockingly <laughs> again still can't alive. emphasize how shocking. <laughs> uh, they start provoking. They want to get a match with uh, with somebody, so they threw themselves at uh, Gordon Ryan, and Gordon Ryan was like, "No, no, 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 my friends, why don't you go have a match with Josh Hayden, our pal." Josh Hayden. So the guys from inside BJJ are now saying that Paul Mitchell wants a match with Josh Hayden. And I have to say this on behalf of our client, because let's be very real. I'm basically the mouthpiece to one Josh Hayden. Yeah, dude, 
bring it on. Josh is not afraid of anybody. I don't know if you've seen this because I have an interview with the guy and it's very popular and people like it. Uh, basically him saying like, yeah, dude, he's not afraid of any human being. So I'm just letting you guys know they're trying to stir the pot. But here's the thing. Uh, Paul Mitchell, I understand you are quite good at jiu-jitsu, and I think it's amazing. You had a great win in under 30 seconds. That's fantastic. I do question the caliber of a human being who calls those people friends, let alone lets them speak for you. So polite. So polite, even amongst your eggs. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Paul Mitchell loved the hair products. But maybe yeah. not the best judgment. Got me through high school and most mm-hmm. of college with that mm-hmm. hair product team. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a whole team. And Kevin's got great hair normally. Thank you. Thank you. Not always, but normally. Uh, there were some off years. I'll go to it. I've had some Tom Brady years. It's <laughs> gone great. But let's talk about the issues that really seem to matter this week, Kev. I'm so excited about this. What are we talking about? <laughs> this was your idea. You should introduce it. All right. Let me go ahead and say it because I love that you're like, I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm ready for this. I'm narrowed in. I'm staring at it. I'm like, yes. Okay. So apparently Conan O'Brien broke the news on an episode of Conan last week where he said that when uh, WME basically that represents all of these awesome celebrities – and some who aren't. Uh, there's like 25 of them who are now like all partial owners because they gave them the opportunity to become stock investors, minority stock investors. And so they released a list of like 24, 25 people, some who you know are into the UFC and others who just kind of, you know, coming out and uh, taking the opportunity to get in while the uh, – the iron's a little hot. So what we thought we would do, because I know that you guys heard of Conan O'Brien. You might have heard of a couple of these other people as well. We thought we'd read the list and give you a yay or nay on behalf of Verbal Tap here of the people we like and the people we don't like. Because as we mentioned, when we get around to some of these names, there's definitely going to be a uh-uh. Now, Kev, I've sent you the list. I'm going to read a name. And both of us are going to immediately say yay or nay. To if we like them being partial owners in the UFC. Not that it really even matters, but we just figure it's important to mock them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are you ready for this? Of course. All right, here we go. These are, again, the partial owners, thanks to WME, IMG, and their $4 billion acquisition of the UFC back in July. These are the new minority stake shareholders in the UFC. Here... They are for your pleasure, all celebrities or well-known individuals. Let's start off with this one. The Weeknd. Yeah. Eh. Y- really? You want The Weeknd to be a part of uh, an owner? You've made some jokes about his musical stylings being long-winded. I'm really interested in the type of theatrics he could bring to the musical situation. I think he wants a voice at the table. I'm ready. First of all, this article that we're both reading from, CBS Sports, spelled it the weekend, not the weekend. So minus points 
CBS. Or just saying, were they insinuating that just the notion the weekend, like Friday to Sunday, donated a lot of money? Maybe <laughs> Saturday and Sunday are partial owners of the UFC because I guess they're on enough of those days. They do so have them mostly on those days, so that that makes. Sense. All right, let's go to our next name. It is Adam Levine. Uh, no. no, too much out of tune. No, he you know he just has that high of a voice though. Sure, great, great and pop star. Love that movie. He was uh, so yeah, that, he's fine. I thought that was okay. Uh, very humble. Um, but you know the the key but, to doing a good Adam Levine impression is Kev. What? You just have to talk real high. <laughs> That's all you have to do, and you have an Adam Levine. If you you ask me to sing one of his songs, ask me to sing one of his songs. Sing one of his songs, please. My heart's a radio. It's really easy, but like, no human being needs to hit that register. I'm just saying. And he's so difficult to look at. Is my heart's a radio? <laughs> That's all you have. To- I want to hear you do Cam? this next person. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's this next person is too easy, but I'm going to give this a free pass. Anthony Kiedis. Yes. 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 He has been there. He has put in his time. He is of the mold. I say yes, even though I don't understand maybe 30% of the words that he says that don't include the word California in them, in the lyrics for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ditto. I completely agree with everything you just said. I have nothing further to add. I agree and I agree. Yep. I'm from California, and I, we get it. They are, too. I know that. I love this state. <laughs> I've also not written 29 songs about motherfucking California. <laughs> okay? Let's go to our next one. Ben Affleck. Yes. Boo. No. Current Batman. Super cool. Yeah. Got to be a no. part of the fighting situation. Come on. No. Thinking no. cross promos already. All right, so you're thinking pros Second, for that. What if he brings okay. a gritty camera angle choice? What if no, it's like he's not that What if it's like Ben Affleck directs UFC 220? That would be amazing. So those are your pros, right? Those are yeah, that's all I got. That was it. Okay. Let me do cons. Go he's the it. new Batman. What? How is that back and forth? Because he was garbage as the new Batman. <laughs> You know, Any scene that required him to act? No. Dose? And this is a big one. Okay? Okay. He was in the movie Geely. Okay? Sure. I, hard to argue with that. It's like, it's, uh, it happened. Rest my case on those two. I am willing to bank. Oh, wait. Third. Boston. Done. <laughs> Out. No. going to be a lot of Boston paraphernalia sitting in the front row of that owner's box. Don't like it. Let's go to our next one. Calvin Harris. No. Uh, no. Nah. I'm good. I I I I can only take so many performers that are just musical <laughs> in nature and I chose the weekend. That was kinda I was like Adam Levine, the weekend, Calvin Harris. No. Everybody somebody's gotta go. <laughs> Uh, I just, I mean, unless he's bringing Rihanna, there's no real interest in, in hearing him do his thing. And I feel like all of his songs are starting to get the same anyway. So I vote no on this one. Let's go to this next one. Kev, it is Cam Newton. Yes. Nah. Yes. America's no. quarterback right now. 
coolest guy oh, on the field. Oh, don't, don't get into that fucking Throwing bullshit. the ball no. to the kids. Love him. Big fan. Love his on-field antics. And his team sucks again, Raph, so no need to be. You know, I, I'm a big fan. Like him. That part yes. I'm okay with. He's in. Let's go cons. Uh, dabs. Let's go Two pros. is great to dabs. the kids. See, you see being good to the kids as a pro, that's a con because that teaches kids that people are going to give them free shit all their life. No, they don't deserve that football. Let's be very honest. What has that kid ever done to secure a football? They just looked at the celebrity and were like, hey, give me the ball. Fuck off, kid. Endure the play tough football North yourself. Carolina fall to watch well, the no, Sunday football No, they lived game. in North Carolina. They made choices to be there. So, boom. Fuck off. All right, let's go to our fall. next one. I don't, I don't Conan think. O'Brien. Yeah. No. Yes. No. 100%. No, no, no. I'm a big hey, no on this wait, one. Wait, you said, you said yes. I I thought you were about to say LL Cool J. I'm sorry. I, I looked ahead. Uh, spoiler alert, LL Cool J is on the list. We'll get to you, Cool J. <laughs> so I'll, I'll cool off on the J. Conan O'Brien, no. Why? I don't think he's sincere. I think he's going to mock it. I think he's like, he oh, was one dummies. of the first people to endorse the Conor McGregor. He actually has people like Ronda Rousey and fighters that come on his show. He's actually somebody who likes it. He has gotten some of the best press clips for the UFC in late night, period, because he's allowed people like Conor McGregor to kick at him. Okay. Conor Time McGregor is there. Out. Yes. Is this allowed? Can I switch? Can I say yes then? Yeah, go ahead. I didn't know all that. Yes. Yeah. You can right, go Brian. on. Don't no, also, he's even... in the, I'm just saying he's the elder statesman of talk shows and he does produce the best old school version of a talk show. All right, let's move on to the next one. Flea. If you go in with Andy Nikitas, you got to go in with Flea. I so, yes. Package deal. And again, sorry to Calvin Harris. Yes, not the same. Not the same. Not the same. Kev, I think we're both going to agree on this one. Uh, do you want to read this name? Guy Fieri. Definite no. Big nay. Though, are we considering, and I know we both said no because of his hair, mm. attitude, general personality. His Hot Wheel shirts. Wardrobe is a factor. Could he spruce up the meals at these types of things? I mean, you've occasionally done press when you're deemed in a mental state not to disrupt the flow of the event. We... <laughs> Might be back there again. Should we be thinking, do we want someone from the food train? Kev, that sounds like a great idea that you're coming up with here. I think it's genius. Except I don't want to fucking die. If he's coming up with the food options, it's bad enough (laughs) that you have to live on popcorn and cookies in the fucking press row. And that's if you're lucky you get those things. But you put Guy Fieri in there, he's going to be like, hey, guys, I'm introducing this nine stack cheeseburger. Don't worry if you can't type by the end of it. You'll only have two heart attacks. Now, right away on the return of GSP. That's amazing. Yes. I don't want to fucking die. Okay. Just saying. I'm, if you care about the press, then no to Guy Fieri. Uh, Kev, who's the next one? We go from, this is a real stretch, Guy Fieri to Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, definitely yes. I'm going to say yes, too. I think we really could use some Kimmel in the booth, and that might happen if he owns it. Might be like, oh, so and think about this. 
you know, one of his favorite bits to do is lie witness news where they pretend like something happened that didn't and they interview people in hilarious forms. Imagine if you did that to UFC fighters. It's like, hey, I heard you got cut. What? I got cut? Yeah, kid, you got cut. You, you, but I've won like full my last three fights. I know, you're an idiot. Just kidding, we pranked you. <laughs> oh, dude, don't cry. It's, it's cool. And they had Nate Diaz. Yep. Oh, that'd be amazing. What the fuck you mean I got cut? Yeah, I probably did. I don't know. Fucking shit. Smoke they probably fucking cut me out. Smoking weed. Smoke weed every day. Fuck Nate, you. what are you going to do? And then he punches they, Jimmy that, Kimmel. I, it just square that gives him a kick. He could. <laughs> uh, I know who this next person is. Lee Na. Mm-hmm. She is a professional tennis player. Oh, good job, Kev. Yay or nay? Yay. Eh. Why not? All right, fine. I'll, I'll give it to you on that one. I don't. I don't know enough about her. Seems like, cool. I did a Google on her, and it says inside Wuhan's twenty-five, uh, two hundred twenty-five million tennis temple that Lena helped build. So that sounds good, I guess. Whatever. Next. I like her taste. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned this one earlier, and it was ladies love Cool James. So, Uncle LL, yay or nay? Yay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a hip-hop royalty. And he's always going to be cool. He seems to be. You know, Kev, I figured it out. I know why we're both saying yay. Mm-hmm. He was in this, the movie Deep Blue Sea. He also did the soundtrack recording to that in a very famous track called Deepest Bluest. Yeah, and which I don't know if you know the lyrics to. Do you know the lyrics to that song, Kev, not, by any chance? Not off the top of my head, though. I am a big fan of Deep Blue Sea and the song that accompanies it. Um, I have listened to it gleefully at midnight while partaking in narcotics many times. Okay, well, let me go ahead and give you a little bit real quick. I'll just hit you off with just the, the main refrain, okay? Awesome. Uh my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> deepest. That's right. He keeps deepest, bluest. Hold on, hold on. I'll just. I'm gonna read it to you without rhyme scheme to it. But man-made terror, hungry jaws of death. Y'all don't cross my depths. I'll pause your breaths. I cause you to sink down forty thousand leagues, bleed to death with no arms and short sleeves. My world's deep blue. Killer's gotta eat too. Looking for human flesh to rip my teeth through. Other fish in the sea, but barracudas ain't equal to a human predator created by a needle. Deepest blues, my hat is like a shark's fin. Exquisite. Exquisite. He really he will smith that one. He did. He really did. So yeah, we're definitely in just because, you know, shark and he survives. All right. Uh, Maria Sharapanova. Yes. Yeah. All right. I got no beef with her. It could use a lady's touch, I'm sure, more like, in the leadership ranks. I'm a little iffy on having too many tennis players, but we'll let that one pass. Mark Wahlberg. Definite no. 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 Can I reveal something to you? You know there's that like Mark Wahlberg's in like, an oil refinery and dies movie that's out right now? I've heard of it. Okay, it's based on a true story. Okay? Yeah. 
And it's very, very sad because when I realize it's a true story, you get really like, oh, man, that's terrible that that happened to people. I, however, do want to see the movie, but only for the mere fact that I want to see Mark Wahlberg die. So, again, people bad happen to them. True life story. Mark Wahlberg want to see him die. So that's just me. But I don't even know if that's egregious as this next person because the Wahlberg works with this person on the Transformers movies now, and that would be one Michael Bay, and I say no. No. I don't need no. more explosions and plot lines, and frankly, I'm pissed at him for the movie 13 Hours. People think it was a documentary, <laughs> you fuckhole. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> Dickhole. Also, I mean, dude, like the UFC events are long enough. You think you need like slow motion tracking yeah, shots of them walking more minutes of them coming mm-hmm. out to light up pyros. Yep. Do All right. We have robot next? noises. Do we have that thing from Godzilla? Did I direct that? It's like, no. Oh, <laughs> fuck. OK, well, let's use something I did. Optimus Prime or whatever. <laughs> uh, Rob Deirdrick skateboarder mm-hmm. turned MTV show host. Nah. I almost said talk show host. I was like, MTV show host. I'm going to say yeah. yes. I've always enjoyed okay. his stylings. I don't really care one way or another, <laughs> so all right, you convinced me. Yes, but, great. You all know, right. I said no to Mark Wahlberg. I'm going to let one tool in. All right, that's fair. Way. Let's go to the next one because we, I think we're both in opposition to this one. Robert Kraft. Clear and uh, no, don't be so fucking greedy. First of all, you own the Patriots. You're doing a great job. Keep doing a great job owning the Patriots. Buy a Taco Bell. Start a restaurant. Do something that requires some hands-on effort. You rich beast. Get out of here. Mine was similar but different. Go ahead. I'll say this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you on the Patriots. That's all great and stuff, except for, you know, they're terrible human beings and et cetera, et cetera. But this is inviting its way to another scandal because don't you find it odd that Robert Kraft is the owner of the Patriots, perhaps the shadiest of all the teams in the NFL? The mm-hmm. defendant shadiest, by the way. Okay. I rest my case on that one. You can fight us on that one if you're Patriots fans, but I won't listen to you because you don't make sense. Let's go to the next one. Serena Williams. Yes. Def. Yeah, I'm in with that one. Uh, Sliced alone. Def. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Where was the hesitation on that one? Crazy. Okay, hold on. Let me let me see if I can grab Stallone for you to talk to real quick. That'd be great. Hey, Sly, you're here. You're just bumping on my couch. Yeah, you want to argue that guy? Are you, hey, hey yo. promise yeah, me one that? thing. All right, what is it, guys? You'll consider an MMA movie. Yeah, you know, uh, the next one, Creed, Creed Two, even Creedier. He's going to get I think into the MMA. Creed on roids. I like that. You convinced me then. Yes, to slice still. Actually, you know, hey, I I realize we're going to rename Creed Two. It's going to be called Creedence. It's got the name Creed in it. Can you take me higher? Yo, Adrian, I'm out. Perfect. Well, Raph, as you come back, thank you, Sly. Uh, I, I'm yes on Sly after that. Excellent. Tom I'm fucking Brady. Tom Fuck Brady. Yeah, no. no. 
no, no Tom Brady. No, stay focused no. on your NFL career. Again, what is it with the Patriots? What's going on? It's because Dana White probably was influencing him. Like, hey, I want to get my fucking buddies in here. I want Wahlberg and I want Brady and I want Kraft and we're all going to like fucking hang out and bro out. Because he loves the Patriots and we hate the Patriots here on the show. All right, let's go to the next one because obvious no. And Tom Brady, you've got too much shit in your life. You don't need any more. Hot wife. You've got a great family. You've won these, you know, Super Bowls questionably and then you've lost some, which have been awesome. So like we just – you don't need any more. Okay? I agree. Trey Parker. Yes. Yes, 100%. They've given us too much comedy. Break so yes, comedy 100%. I mean, somebody needs to level with Dana, and I think that's the best way to go. So now they can maybe make fun of the UFC if they want to on their show without any fear of repercussion. Let's go to our next one, which is Tyler Perry, and I say no. I say yes. Okay, let me hear why. I want my friends to get paid. Everything he touches, millions of people watch. I I don't know. Maybe (sighs) UFC 28 in Toronto, produced by Tyler Perry. Sounds awesome. Tyler Perry presents UFC Tyler Perry presents. It would absolutely be. <laughs> it's going to be him as Medea being like, hello, dear. Doing hello. being instead of Bruce Buffer. It's the reason Bruce Buffer leaves. Now, you know, he definitely gets in there. He's like, now, I don't want any of these heifers doing this thing. I've got a gun. I'm packing a piece. Hello. That's what he does. I'm pretty sure that's about the extent of the Tyler Perry uh, comedy powerhouse. I think we him. sold it. Our answer is yes. You you said uh, no, uh, but your your impression said yes. Hello, my heart radio. <laughs> Venus Williams. Can I? Can, I want to say no. <laughs> You're only cool. First of all. Heavy on the tennis stars. I'm going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Things have really gotten tight in Tennisville. I'm going to say yes. Here's why I'm saying no. And it's for the good of the other investors. If you only have one Williams sister in, they get competitive with each other. So then you guys can make them fight for the one spot. Because everybody knows siblings can be super competitive with one another. So it only makes them better minority investors. Not like they're doing anything to begin with, but there you have it. Those are the... hmm. I was just going to say, I hope the person that writes Scooby-Doo episodes is listening. They're pulling Raph's plot lines. That would be perfect. (laughs) Uh, Just to let you guys know, uh, according to this article with, I believe it is uh, Dan Ravel, he is basically saying, or Darren Ravel, he's saying that uh, the celebrities could buy a minimum investment of 250K. So, hey, oh. don't think that the celebrities are the only ones there. You can get famous, make your way there at WME, and for the low cost of 250K or more, it can make yourself a future investor in the UFC, potentially. Who needs a house? You know what I mean? Hey, Kev, uh, do you know... Uh, uh, Adam Levine, before we, we sign off, uh, he wanted to say one more thing, but he, uh, he apparently, well, he can't stay for too long. Do you know why? Why? Because I'm at a payphone trying to do right. I don't know the words to this song. You're welcome, people. Well, Segment done. 
over under Kevin coming up. <laughs> so, Kev, every week we have these things that come in. We've got an agenda to get to. I've got uh, a to-do list this week on my to-do list. It says, find Kevin a worthy UFC 204 over under Kevin opponent. And then it said dot, 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 ha, impossible, funny thing to have even written down. Mm. I'm not so sure because here's the thing. It's taking place in a weird land where I think things happen in a different time zone. It's across a pond. Um, there's a really annoying champion who's of that place. Michael Bisping. So – Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. England. So for UFC 204, I decided, uh, you know, we don't have many British fans because, uh, you know, I mean, they just don't understand our colloquialisms and our, you know, intelligence. But I feel it's important to bring people on who at least get a chance to defend themselves. So this week, I decided it was important to bring you somebody who would give you a professional challenge, Kevin. Somebody uh, way more professional than you. Okay. Mm-hmm. No way. You may know him way. as the voice of Polaris. Joe Rogan? I don't think. No, no. There's no one no, else not, that no. has way more professionalism than me. Well, well, prepare to be astounded. Ladies I'm and gentlemen, prepared. the voice of Polaris, our good friend, Mr. Joshua Palmer. Josh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Not uh, bad. I mean, the sound Kev, of his don't. voice alone takes me to a happy place. The voice of Polaris. Who has been blowing up my newsfeed? <laughs> I was at work today, and every time I needed a break, I looked up, saw that sweet, mean glare of Nathan Orchard looking at me. Josh, how are you? You you moved. You converted, by the way. I think it's important to let oh, I all... Did. I'm wet, I'm... Hold on. I'm looking up <sighs> the feel... numbers. All of our 21% of the podcast that is from Europe needs to know this. You know what? That's higher than I... I thought it would be. That is a lot higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, but yeah, I'm on my on my way to becoming, uh, I suppose, uh, the end goal an American citizen, which is is um, oh, now that I welcome. say it out loud, is is pretty damn scary. Yeah, man, I would just. Like I mean, to say it's scary because you're doing it on an election year. New users from Edinburgh this week. That's important. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so here's the thing, though, Josh. When I called you and I told you, hey, we want you to come on our podcast, it's been a long time coming because we famously ran into you for a certain reason at the very first Polaris. And you seem to be a good sport about it, but you did this real big mistake. And I know you can't live it down. There's no way you ever will. <laughs> but I feel like people I'm still would, Scott. Yeah, and I feel that people would forget it if people like us didn't mention it. So that's why we're going to go ahead and mention it again. You made the mistake <laughs> of wearing shoes on a grappling mat. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no excuse. I'm afraid I absolutely did. And I, when I talked to you, I was shocked you're bringing it up. By the way, I didn't think we were oh, going to do this. We've done it before. 100%. I love that it's going that way because I'm trying to beat him, so I need him mentally yeah. stepped back. So I oh, can yeah. drop Sayunagi him emotionally. <laughs> so you go on. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is, of course, because uh, we ended up cutting like a quick PSA with you. And you were such a good sport about it. And we had such a good time that the next time I was really looking to see if you would put your shoes on the mat. And you did not. You were a professional the second time around. And I thought, 
wow, he's he's really, really come forward. Now, the one thing that you told me off air was you said that you're normally the person who yells at people for wearing shoes on the mats at your academy. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you know, I don't have too many, too many gym etiquette things that I like to, to make sure stay in place. Mandatory but, uh, you know, she's on the mats one. Selfies. I know that. You're a great <laughs> social media follow. I always know when Josh is training. <laughs> Thank you. Outside um, of that. But yeah, so I just, you know, just one, one of those things that, uh, you know, I, you know, you should never do. And, uh, you know what? I, I slipped up and I uh, was focusing on getting the broadcast done and, you know, just uh, made a mistake, so you can feel free to uh, lambast me for it repeatedly. Oh, we will. I mean, it's never going away, so it's not like you know we forgot about it. We brought it up on your first appearance on our show for the podcast, um, but we appreciated how good of a nature you were about it. Now, obviously, as the voice of Polaris, you've been the most like you're the consistent voice that's been through all of them. You're going to be going back to announce again for the next Polaris, right? Yep, that's absolutely right. Okay. Okay. Are you excited? Because it seems like they've had some announcements of some new matches. Maybe you should, uh, if people haven't heard them, tell them what they have to look forward to. And you were awesome. I mean, there's there's on a the last one. You were unbelievable. Oh, thank you so much. So, from yeah, look, look we, we, we had a great time. To, and, um, go on. I'll stop interrupting you. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, sorry. So Tom Barlow and Nick Osipchek who do the commentary with me. Uh, you know, they're they're really fun to work with. It's a it's a long show, but um, you know, you get a chance to do a lot of dialogue in matches that are that long, so much more than perhaps you do in, in an MMA event. So you really get a chance to actually do something professional in calling matches, and it, it helps when the matches are awesome. Um, Polaris 4, no exception, but we've got some new stuff coming in this time that really you know, is going to bring another whole aspect to it, and that is that it's not strictly sub-only anymore. There are actually ways to win by going to a decision. There's actually going to be three judges who are going to be scoring on, uh, you know, some some criteria: um, aggression and heart, positional control, sub attempts, and uh, yeah, if it goes goes the full 15 minutes, they've actually got to determine a winner. Um, it's going to it's going to change a few things. It's definitely going to change some of how I call the card, and uh, you know, I love making predictions and uh, trying to point out when I think the judges have been really really stupid. So um, leaving aside that all three of our judges can probably kick the crap out of me um i'm still gonna do it (laughs) interesting this is this is shaping up nicely because now that i know this information i can tag all of those judges in all of my posts especially ones that reference things that you say during the telecast so this is Uh, great information (laughs) well one of them's i mean it's it's uh, it's dan hardy who's obviously uh you know doing a lot of the the ufc punditry now mm-hmm. and uh, and obviously for in the ufc himself mark goddard who's who's probably for my money the best referee there is in mixed martial arts um and david anuma who was a referee on the previous polaris shows and um you know they're they're gonna have uh, an interesting task with some of these matches i think um especially the way the scoring is broken down and that they have to divide the 15 minute fight into three five minute periods and make a determined uh, ter- determination based on each five-minute period. So that's a really interesting rule set. It's never been used before. It might work brilliantly. It might work horribly. We might not see it used at all because everybody might submit each other. Let's but, uh, so. you know, who the hell knows? Yeah, I hope so. You know, the first, the, the first couple of Polaris shows were great. We had, uh, you know, loads of subs, very few in the distance. And the last one had some really even matches. And, you know, that led to some chatter afterwards on, on the interwebs and in the jiu-jitsu community over... You know, where's the motivation for some of these guys to go for the finishes if it isn't just, 
you know, uh, money or no money. Um, so this is a, this is you know the the guys at Polaris are trying to do this in response to that. Um, in terms of the matches, they they kind of finalised the card today, and uh, you know there's some really, really cracking fights to look forward to. I mean, what, you know, what can you say about the main event? Shaolin versus is Terror Ray. I mean, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be giddy doing that because that's <laughs> yeah. I said giddy. I can hear you laugh. Yeah, it's an Englishism. Um, <laughs> But I mean, that's, we that's have giddy over here too, so don't worry. It's not. I use it all the time. <laughs> I'm a modern male. I moisturize my face from time to time. I'll use giddy publicly. Get your, get your eyebrows plucked, manicure. I mean, gotta look good on camera. <laughs> whatever it takes. For sure. So, uh, but I mean, yeah. So that's you know, that, that's a cracking fight. Uh, Gary Tonum versus is Dorino that they announced this week. I mean, we were. I, I know everybody was really hoping Gary Tonum was going to be back on this card, especially after uh, his match with Who's uh, Paris last time out, and uh, to get somebody who's going to be as aggressive and uh, you know wrestle as much as as, um, as Gilbert's going to. I think that's a really really exciting matchup. Well, Gary's become the showcase star for Polaris. He's been on all of the cards, and I think it's an important element that when you have somebody who delivers and is your showcase star, you want to get them on. And you know he's always going to give you a great match regardless of what's happening or the rule sets. <coughs> Grappling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, we still don't know what to make of that. But, you know, I mean, here's what I'll say about this is for you guys to have changed the rules. And I, I know that you, you address this very nicely, but we also talked about this. The first two events for Polaris, one was a great debut. Number two, I thought, was a pretty goddamn good all from start to finish, one of the best events I've ever seen. So when you get around to the third one and everybody was complaining about it, I was like, guys, honestly – that's still like I know these things went to decision, but Polaris three is still miles above most other things that you see. Like when you're talking top tier of the jujitsu professional events, you guys do a goddamn good job. So I, I hope yeah. that people remember that when you guys are, are are trying to figure out if you want to watch this card. Um, you also have another signature star in one AJ Agazarm, who <laughs> we'll talk about his match. So first, tell us who he's fighting, and then. Can you assure us that he's not going to be kicked off a mat? Yeah, what's the kicking policy? <laughs> Polaris. Look, I mean, so Josh. AJ, uh, I'm going to call for a DQ. No, it, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. But um, but yeah, like AJ's AJ's AJ. You know, he knows how to hyper fight. He knows how to try and get in his opponent's head. I just he's fighting Minoa Man on this one. Um, and if if you know any of you listeners are not into older. Kind of MMA. Um, Minimum Man's got 101 MMA bouts, you know, mm-hmm. and he's still actually competing this year, which is is bizarre. But you know, he's won 41 of those by sub, and he's he's got this insane leg lock game uh, that you don't really think of. And if if you want to see something that's really cringeworthy in terms of submissions, there's a fight on YouTube uh, from a couple of years ago where he straight ankle locks a guy and snaps the guy's leg clean at the kneecap, and it's mm. just it's brutal. Um, but, you know, he's got pro wrestling experience, so that's why I kind of think versus Agazam it's going to be hilarious because, you know, I can, I can easily see them playing up to each other. But, um, yeah, it just it seems it's such a, a strange opponent. I don't think anybody would have ever thought, who can we match AJ with? And, uh, you know, credit to the guys at, at uh, you know, Polaris for coming up with something, you know, very odd like that. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in the sense that this is Sparta just happened. 
<laughs> and we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but let's let's chat. What were your impressions of what went down? So I, I didn't see the whole thing. I've seen the relevant clip and I've seen the fallout from it. And uh, you know, you got to say, what the hell was was Wagner thinking? I mean, you know, the the collar tie, or you know, it looked closer to being a hook than a collar tie, was was a little bit heated. And um, you know, and then to just turn around and kick your opponent. I know AJ's, you know, showing you his back and that kind of thing, but. I really wasn't that impressed with with uh, Wagner's justification for it. You know, he was he was like, "Look, sometimes you get heated and you make bad decisions when there's a lot of adrenaline on the line." It's yeah, but it's not an MMA match. It's a it's a professional jiu-jitsu match under a defined set of rules. As a professional competitor, you know, there's a, a standard you've got to be held up to. And I just you know, I didn't I didn't like it. I understand why the match went on. Um, and I can see both sides as to why it went on and why you would call for the DQ. Uh, had I been calling that match, uh, it'd have been real tough um, to to call it. I honestly don't know what I would have done in the heat at the moment. Kicking. Kevin, what were your thoughts on these kicking? <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, so I think what we're seeing is a little bit of a boiled up community where AJ has a certain reputation for being particularly flamboyant in in the maths and sometimes when that's not your game you can forget what's tasteful and what's not that's what it felt like felt like someone got a little too excited about the whole situation had a moment and i kind of agree what kicking is kind of dq worthy okay so if we're bringing this up legal strike have to be how amazing is this is this though that they, I mean, honestly, it's a random thing that's not necessarily happened before, to my recollection, that we've seen where somebody got Sparta kicked off. So then they decide <laughs> to have the match because under Seth Daniels' uh, concept or thing that he put on the internet, he was like, well, it's better that they fight it out here than on the streets or behind the stage. Which, okay. But then they have the match. And then after the match, they decide, well, you know what, uh... Wagner, he won, but I'm going to call it a no contest, which begs the question, why the fuck was there a match to begin with? Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird kind of it's almost like a let's have your cake and eat it thing. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say, uh, you know, stand by the decision. Um, I, you know, they put on a good show. They do. A, they do a great job. It's it's very unfortunate that things like this pop up and as you said no one's really seen it before in the heat at the moment nobody knows the best way to deal with it um particularly but uh, i mean you've got to figure striking an opponent is is a an illegal move um you know i don't know what their rules are specifically said regarding you know is it a is it a penalty is it a instant dq you know who knows um <laughs> it was just- i mean but to to clean to cleanly kick someone off the stage, I just I mean, you know I uh, I really I you know I I I feel for the promoter I really do because it's not a nice situation to get stuck in. And after the fact, there's going to be a lot of people supporting you and a lot of people going against you. And uh, I can see both sides of the story, but um, if I had to come down, uh, you, you kind of just have to stick to the the letter of the law, and you'd have to say that you know the intent of the strike was deliberate and. You know, it, it probably should have been a DQ. I love that you just totally went forensics police officer on that. The intent of the strike was <laughs> was malintended, it was but humorous you know in nature. 
No, but but it's it's yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. You you've definitely seen them, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm going to give you a little slap, but I'm not really going to give you a little wait, slap. Scale of one to ten in a competition, oh, how pissed are you if someone boots you off the mat? I'm I'm an I'm an out. <laughs> eight. I'm an eight. I'm just curious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably, you know what, the only time, anytime I compete, the only time you'll see me absolutely lose it is if I think somebody does something that violates the rule set. I don't care if they try and, like, take a limb off or choke me as hard as they possibly can, but if they do something that deliberately violates the rule set, I instantly lose my shit. So I'm going to go with a, a 9 or a 10 if someone uh, boots me in the back while, uh, while I'm turning away from them. But is this a problem for the grapplers now that they just need to put that into their contracts? That there's actually a bylaw that says, if you kick me off of the ledge. <laughs> oh, wait, we've got to be off of the ledge now. You can, you can kick me as long as I stay on the ledge. I don't even understand. But I mean, like, there's one thing to get kicked. I think but then there's one thing to on be kicked off where AJ is literally crowd surfing. <laughs> so I was just worried because I was like, oh, man, this is really funny. And it's only funny because he was okay. But had he gotten hurt, that would have brought up a whole bunch of questions for the promoter that would have been terrible to answer. Uh, Kev, I'll ask you this before we move on, which is, you know, they say that jiu-jitsu, if we're playing devil's advocate, it really it really lost its touch about the self-defense aspect of it. Do you feel that that's in play here, Kev? Uh, don't turn your back to the person trying to attack you on the street is a common rule. Typically in sport jiu-jitsu, you can do it a little bit. So. I just love the idea that all the people who are high, you know, I have uh, self-defense yeah, saying like, oh, this is what we were talking about, guys. You never turn your back like this. Self-defense forever. Uh, well, you know, they do teach don't get kicked in the back seminars all across it's the world. And if Krav you do find more people now, I mean, Wagner may actually have a good uh, brand now teaching people how to kick people in the back. I think that might be a really good <laughs> seminar set for him. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about that. AJ's got his match on there. I know I just saw the day that uh, Nathan Orchard's going to be flying out to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's taking on uh, Imanari. So I think that's a that's a really interesting <laughs> matchup because I like I like how aggressive, uh, you know, Nathan is in, in his matches. And, you know, Imanari's had a really good training camp for this one i think eddie cummings uh you know flew out to japan and they trained uh together for a week or so and you know i think it's um it's going to be a great match yeah. it's just the the height disparity is what makes this one really interesting because obviously nathan Orchard's huge and you know uh, imanari san is fairly short so yeah. um i think that makes this dynamically quite quite interesting for uh for both of them well, that's great. And so we're going to get to see you there. And I know we're going to move to the UFC 204 in just a second. But I know you do more than Polaris. You also do MMA commentary. Let me ask you this. Are you doing MMA commentary here in the States? Uh, not as of yet. Uh, I haven't really hooked up with any promotions. But uh, you're any, looking any to, promotions. right? Oh, of course. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, now, I love calling MMA. This is where I take exception recently. As somebody who is a real American citizen here, you're trying to take our jobs. Yeah, here he comes. <laughs> our commentary you know I, jobs. I, 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 am, I am the immigrant that Donald Trump warned you about. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so if things go that way, well, you better believe the first thing I'm going to bring up to President Donald Trump is going to be like, listen, I've got an adorably charming jujitsu commentator who's trying to take her jobs. Send them back. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Sorry. Can't help it. I just, you know, I would love to get hooked up with some shows here, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not pushing anything too hard right now. Here's what I'll say right now. If you're on the East Coast and you're listening to this, you need a good commentator. You can go with him. But if you start taking my jobs on the West Coast away from me, we will have. Oh, so that's so that's the deal. As long as I stay away from uh, you know Colorado and California and stuff, we're, we're we're cool. I'll draw you a map of where it's acceptable, and then <laughs> I'll put bylaws so, in there. So anything outside Zone Five USPS postage, I'm, I'm good, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just like the idea that when you told me you're like I'm coming here and I'm looking to do commentary and it's going to be fun, I was like, you you stay the fuck there. I don't care if you're married or not. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Kev, I think it's time to play the game. Let's get straight to it. Hey everybody, if you're just joining us, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. My name is Rafa Sparza. I'm going to be walking you through the picks between Josh Palmer and Kevin Phillips in a game that we like to call Over Under Kevin. The rules are very simple. I give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win in a randomized order for the UFC 204 card. Should I feel that they are granted some rebuttal time, I will give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time so that they may go ahead and point out why the other person is human garbage. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the rules. We play best out of how many fights there are per event i believe on this one there's like 12 or so so uh and just to let you guys know there may or may not be a wager there's gonna be a wager but do you both understand these rules kevin do you understand them yeah yeah i tune out usually when you start because you just change them on a will no matter i don't change them it's always very succinct i am fair i am uh equal because i want to make sure everybody has a fair chance on this show. Josh, do you understand the rules? Yes, sir. You were very eloquently put. Oh, thank you. See, Kevin? Yeah. See how that goes? First of all, the of British, course the British person understands rules. The they invented mm-hmm. rules. It's all they believe in. <laughs> Some of us live by a freer code. Uh, Kev, I do have to tell you, though, he's a little bit more used to parliamentary rules, which you never did debate in speech. So, how dare you? Ooh. Big into the high dare school, I? Frontier League champion. Thank you. Were you a champion at that? Seriously? Frontier League debate champion. Oh, that what the hell is the Frontier League? Fuck you, Palmer. <laughs> You're, you came here. You don't get to shit on our high school system. <laughs> Okay, high school. I get it. I was. I'm also from Kansas, so every other fucking thing was frontier or, you know, plains. A lot of that. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, limited vocabulary in the middle of the country. You know it. <laughs> wow, that somebody has done their reading. Jeez, that was colder than I was going to be, Kevin. Um, yeah, I love that off air. Josh was like. Am I going to be British and be all nice and polite? And I was like, you do what you want, dude. And he's just like, all right, maybe I'll be mean. Is that what we we'll do with the Queen's English and use it against Kevin? I'm like, hey, buddy, I, I don't know exactly how this works, but you you do you. Okay. Kev, uh, before we start, I'm going to ask him if he has anything to say. Do you have anything to say that you want to tell Kevin right here, right now, before we get into some shit talking? No, other than... Uh... 
other than, uh, you know, this is taking place in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And so by de- definition, everybody who's English or European is clearly going to win. It's, it's, uh, it's as simple as that. We don't really need to do the rest of the show, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> uh, Kevin, do you have a response to Josh with the added information that uh, he went to go say Beyonce earlier this week? Yes, and I know that the only thing that could make him more excited than Beyonce is another Bridget Jones movie, which thankfully Mm. is happening. So between that and I assume it's happening, my girlfriend keeps talking about it, I assume between those two things, he has not been paying attention to MMA. So he was Mm -mm. confused when he saw Bisping holding a belt, just thought it was a bit. I am going to prevail tonight. I have a good feeling about it. He kept being like, get into formation. Oh, my God. Single ladies. I love you. Beyonce, you're Queen Bay. I love you. I'm part of the beehive. <laughs> he had already put wife. a ring on it. Otherwise, don't don't put that on your wife. Do not. I will 100 percent make my way over to the East Coast and give you the sounding off that you need because someone definitely posted on their social media. Oh, I definitely see why this. Beyonce is so talented. Oh, she's so amazing. And I was like, of I think I think I post I think I posted something along the lines of she can sing and shake body parts. Lots of shaking. No, no. Because no. that was like that was like eighty five percent of the show was was shaking of body parts. Yeah, dude, because she's athletic, because she's American. That's what we do here. <laughs> we may not have all the time. In fairness, world, but we get In fairness, I went to see Adele earlier this month and there was definitely no shaking with Adele. <laughs> well, <laughs> You give us your imports, we give you ours. So having said all that, let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to have Kevin start. The very first match is a bantamweight fight between Ian Istwistle and Rob Font. 15, go. You already know how I feel about this. I stay Rob Font for life. I want him to bring the Times New Roman justice. He Calibri forgot in that last fight. Rob Font is my clear, bold, underline choice okay okay all right 15 seconds on the clock for josh go i mean ian Entwistle is the biggest shit talker in the game bit of a one-trick pony but clearly he's going to take this home by a heel hook in the first round i don't think rob font's got anything for him wait did you just say heel hook kevin i'm 15 seconds for you first of all heel hook question mark second of all um one trick pony go yeah first of all Heel hooks are illegal in the UFC, Josh. See, he doesn't even do his research rap. Second, <laughs> one trick pony. <laughs> the guy's got 14 abs. He's at least got 15 tricks if one of them's heel hooks. Okay, okay. Uh, Josh, you have a response to that? I, I totally do not. I am lost already. That's okay. I, you know what's happened, Kev? This whole Brexit it's confused him it's left him unable to take analysis yeah, like British the rest of his country him. yeah i it's no clue what's happening right now just completely out of focus for those of you playing at home that's the first brexit reference we'll have many more i promise you <laughs> let's go to our next fight it is a welterweight fight between danny roberts and mike perry uh you were going to lead us off josh on this one 15 wait ago. josh before we did you want to leave or you want to stay? Did you oh, want to make yeah. it? Did you want to be a part of us? You've already Are you sure? done a few, so I thought maybe we'd keep <laughs> going, but it's probably good to give you the, the option frequently, right, Raf? Is that uh, you know what? I think I think I'm still in with still in with a shot of this. Awesome. I think I'll uh, I think Perfect. I'll hang out for a few This guy Okay good. Like a real US citizen. <laughs> <He's doing it. laughs> 
All right, shut up with the bit. 15, Ken. <laughs> 15, Josh. Uh, look, both guys really solid. Perry undefeated, but i got to go with, uh, with Danny Roberts. Uh, I've called six of his fights before. They don't call him hot chocolate for uh, any other reason other than he just melts his opponents. Uh, look, the, the guy's awesome. He's better, more well-rounded, and uh, I think uh, the power's going to tell for him. Kev, 15 on the clock. Yeah, I'm actually, I have to go with hot chocolate. I'm sorry. I'm legally obligated to want to hear Danny Just for the nickname. Hot Chocolate Roberts scream multiple times. And I think there's some real funny sponsorship opportunities. Kev, do you feel that there's any advantage to you not calling six of his matches anytime before? No, I think there's no. an advantage there. And can I ask, does he bring those little marshmallows as like a, does he hand them to his opponents? No, he should hand them out while he's walking to the cage, right? Oh, yeah. Like throwing them in people's I'm just mouths. Really gutted. I'm just really gutted that in all the years I've known him and called his fights. I've never asked him to do that. <laughs> well, that's because you don't ask the hard-hitting questions like we do. So I guess you, yeah. you don't immediately think hot chocolate. Marshmallows. He should hold marshmallows, I guess. That's a Excuse crazy me, thing to think. Mr. Roberts. This is you, by the way. Um, Real quick, do you like this cocoa? <laughs> if so, oh, you should put some amazing. marshmallows in it because it's melted hot chocolate. Oh, hello. It would be amazing if I actually sounded like that. You 100% sound like that. Everybody else can hear it except for you. <laughs> uh, you're like the male equivalent of Mary Poppins, but for jujitsu. Kevin, you're going to go on this next one. It's a heavyweight match oh between Stefan Struve and Daniel Almazenguk. You know how terrified I am of the Polish. If you don't, I am vodka terrifying. Daniel Omilansuk. From Poland, nineteen five and one. I love Stefan Struve. I don't love him coming back. Always, I'm going to go with the Polish underdog. Okay, it's going for Danielson. Uh, who do you got for us, Josh? I got to go with the Polish guy too. I think he's going to grind out a decision. Uh, you know, as long as he doesn't get clipped on the way in trying to get the takedown. You know, you fight Polish people in any combat discipline. It's a pain in the ass. The, the guys don't quit. You just don't want to do it. So, you know, I got to go with the the Polish guy for this as well. Hey, uh, Kev, yeah. uh, quick joke. Uh, how many Polish people does it take to remind Josh Palmer to not wear shoes on the mat? Uh, how many? <laughs> None, because Polish people don't watch jiu-jitsu, you idiot. Duh. Oh, that's right. Boom, got him. Hey, that's to our Polish fans. You got one, finally. Listen, <laughs> uh, Kev, on this one, though, Polish. you're saying that you're going... Yeah, Poland's not in our top countries list, by the way. No, we won't. I know, I know. We're, well, if UK, they're not going to hear any jokes about them. <laughs> yeah, UK is definitely in there. I, I, we still don't understand. To those of you listening from the UK, thank you, and you're welcome. And yet we still don't understand why you like us. But thank you so for Poland's listening. We appreciate to that. make fun of is also what I was going to say. Because like, Poland's like, well, we don't have podcasts. Oops. You know, the internet's <laughs> coming. We hope. We don't know, but we hope. <laughs> Uh, Kev, are you going to make a systematic choice to ask Josh Palmer if he has commentated on each person's match that we reference for the rest of this? No, I was just going to assume he was, pending how condescending his tone and adjectives mm, get true. about the British fighter. Because <laughs> the more Absolutely. lofty, the clearer he's been to the cage, like the the more sweat he's smelled. He's like, oh, this guy's just, he's a fighter for me. Uh, and he'll just crump it up. And Kev, Kev, Kev. Yeah. Like, he really sounds, please. Uh, I, I am not prepared. 
to do it. Hello, governor. This is Josh Palmer coming to you live from an event commentated on everybody's matches because I'm adorable. That's exactly <laughs> there are only like. eight British fighters, so it's only eight. Uh, Josh, um, so you're you're saying with this human being, you made a statement that the Polish fighters are just notoriously hard to put away. Is that something you've experienced because you have trained out there? So was that something that you learned from training, or was that something you've just seen as a commentator? In all seriousness, it's uh, training, it's competing against them uh, in jiu-jitsu, and it's definitely something I've seen as a commentator. They just they don't give up. It's a it's an absolute pain in the ass. You draw a Polish guy in a in a bracket in a jiu-jitsu match, you you know you know it's going to be a bit of a grind. And you know I had five guys in in my gym back in the UK, all name five Polish guys, all named Marcin, and like it, it just you don't want to roll with any of them. You get them mixed up from time to time, but you know they're just. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're a, they're a complete pain. So uh, yeah, you know they don't they don't really give up. Five Polish guys, their version of a hamburger joint over in across the pond, guys. Just for those of you keeping track, Kev, we're going to go to our next one. But Josh is going to lead us off on this one. It is a lightweight bout between Lucas Sejewicz and Mark Diakisi. Go. Can I flip a coin? Because I know n- nothing about either of these people. Um, you know what? Let's go with Diakisi, just because. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. You know what? He's uh, he's undefeated. Let's go with that. He has no he has no legs apparently, according to UFC.com as well. So uh, <laughs> leg reach leg reach leg reach of zero inches might might be tough for him. Well, I think they figured that since heel hooks weren't allowed in the UFC, Kevin, uh, why have a fighter who needs the legs? Uh, what do you got for us, Kevin? Fifteen. I'm going to stick with the Polish Lukas Sejewski, otherwise known as Wookie. And I'm going to convince him to do something with Nick Chewy Alvin. Okay, that's a good choice. Our good friend uh, Nick Chewy Alvin uh, identifies himself basically as a Star Wars character rather than a human being. And admonishes you if you actually call him by his government listed name, Nick Alvin. Instead, preferring to be called by Chewy, which is not a grown-up thing. To Anyway, no I digress. Champ. Congrats. Absolutely. Congrats to him. Okay, uh, on this one though, uh, so you just shot in the air, Kev. Did you? It sounded like you actually had more research than Josh on this one. Well, apparently someone just went one click deep, and that would be a great nickname, Josh. One click deep, Palmer. <laughs> one click deep actually sounds like the world's most unrented porn. Or <laughs> one click deep. It's got like a '90s uh, alt band, like Six Pence yeah. and the Richer sort of vibe. <laughs> Kev, you're going to lead us off on this next one. It is a light heavyweight match between Ovens, St. Prue, and Jimmy Amanua. Yeah, this one's actually kind of tough because they're both US of A fighters, so they have a lot of skill. I'm going to take the number fifth and the points. He's like minus 180, so it's not great odds. With Ovens, St. Prue, hoping for an OSP comeback. I love that chant. Okay, Josh, what do you got for us? Uh, Jimmy Manu is from London, so yeah, uh, not 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 American. Um, what? I know he's listed as American on the on the UFC uh, roster, but uh, I got to go with Ovinson Pru as well. I think TKO. Um, this is only ending via punches, and uh, I think Ovinson Pru is a bit more dynamic than Manu. First of all, don't Excuse you send us point of point of order? Go on, Kev. Uh, did he just go against the British fighter? Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I I had to on this one. Would you like to explain your 
violent lies either earlier or now? Um, I, you know what? I don't really have an excuse other than uh, I just think Ovin Sapru's going to win this one. I don't. I think Manua hasn't uh, hasn't shone as well. At- <laughs> hasn't shown as well as he could have in the UFC. I think uh, Ovin St. Peru is a huge step up in competition. And, uh, you know, although St. Peru's coming off a loss, it's five rounds to John Jones. So, you know, I think, uh, I think St. Peru's going to take this one. Kev, can I ask you a question real quick? Of course. Does it sound, and, and maybe, you know, Josh, you don't need to hear this. Does it sound like he's losing his focus? Because he came in here saying that he was going to go for all of the British <laughs> fighters. But now he's starting to crack under pressure. And we're only like halfway through this thing. It's like he's made a choice to go against mm. previous agreements. And You know, it's kind of like he's living in this country now. I think he's more us than them, really. Starting to just pick the laws that apply. <laughs> like he didn't even show up and say, hello, Gavna, like he normally does when he's on podcasts and broadcasts over there so i don't i don't even know what's happening anymore <laughs> uh, do you know what it, do you know yeah it's wooda isn't it that, that's how they pronounce it here wooda oh god get out <laughs> you live there uh, <laughs> uh i'm gonna go to josh on this one josh you've got 15 seconds to explain who you think is going to win in about a featherweight wait what's up no, which match? Which, which I'm uh, getting. Let me say what it's going to be. Cut to it oh, okay. already. My jeez. Over in London, we do this in half the time. Oh, uh, we also do all this other stuff. We have time for tea in the middle of our picks. <laughs> Featherweight bout between Merced Belktick and Jeremy Kennedy. Go. Uh, Bektik and Kennedy. Uh, that fight, opening the main card, I've got to go with Masad Bektik. Uh, Bosnian heritage there, I think, his pace and uh, just relentlessness is, is going to get it done. Kev, Kev you've got 15. Uh, taking what I believe is the more crazy eyes in Jeremy mm-hmm. Kennedy. Mm. This is exclusively based on a crazy eyes situation. Uh, okay, Kev, I'm going to give you 15 more seconds to explain at what point you knew that the crazy eyes had taken hold of you. Year two of teaching at Northern Virginia Community College, Introduction to Public Speaking, Level 1. I started mm-hmm. to really respect the power of my initial crazy eyes instincts. I've got him. That guy looks like a pterodactyl oh. in a previous life. He's ready to go. Oh, okay. Uh, Josh, how much are you using previous life experiences uh, as what you're using to justify your decisions for fighters and who they were in a previous life. And who the fighters were in a previous life. Well, you know what? Like, I'm just always going to go with the English guy. It's the, well, or the European, should we say. I'm going to band together with the Europeans, despite, the, I did not vote for Brexit. So I'm going to pretend we're still part of the Eurozone and anybody with European heritage is, uh, you know, is I'm going to trust them. And uh, I've always found them to be great people. I've had Great times in Europe. Whoa, I whoa, think I'm going to stick whoa, with the Europeans. Whoa. Let's, let's hold on there, okay? Let's, uh, let's take it a second. Our listeners only understand the reference. They don't want to know what happened. So <laughs> trying to fill it in with context is like, our listeners are like, la, 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 don't care. Kev, I mean, did you learn anything from that? I thought it was insightful that he said he voted, so I felt good. Mm. True. He's probably going to vote here despite the fact that he's not a citizen because I know how that works. It's very easy. Voter fraud. Yeah. See it right through you. 
Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to vote here. <laughs> yeah, you and us both. JKs, vote kids, it's important. All right, Kev. Who do you got for us in the middleweight bout between Vitor, Belfort, and Gegard, Sweet Saucy, Moosaucy? This fight is not in Dino Juice jurisdiction. I'm Uh-oh. going with Gregard Musasi. I want to see a heel hook. I'm kidding. I want to see a real KO. I think we're going to see the decline of Vitor Belfort in this fight specifically. Wait, we haven't seen it already? We've seen it, but... Okay, it's going it to continue. Hide behind the Brazil shield, yeah. I think it's going to be brutal. The Brazil shield. Uh, Josh, what do you have for us? I'm firmly in the Musashi camp as well. Second or third round TKO. He's basically spent 2016 uh, smashing South Americans, which, as we all know, is basically the same thing as North Americans. So basically smashing you guys. Uh, you know, I could see him out grapple and grind him, but uh, I think as uh, as Kev rightly says, this isn't TRT Vitor. So uh, you know, he's he's probably going to get TKO'd by uh, the man from the Netherlands. Wow, Dino Juice! No love for the Dino Juice. Yeah, I don't have much more to say here. Are either of you looking at the possibility that Vitor surprises you because he is wily? Granted, the Dino Juice is gone, but have you even considered the possibility he could pull off a win here? I'll ask you first, Kevin. Sure. Uh, he's, okay. You know, he can punch and he can kick so he can win, but <laughs> I don't see it happening. Like, I, okay, let's do a percentage because I think that's always helpful. 7% of me. Okay, 7%. I'm going to I'm gonna note that on yours. They Josh, where are you at? 100 times. Maybe 7 times. Should we do... Should we should we do some some ridiculous MMA math really quickly? Well, and, we uh, look, MMA got... math, but yes, please do. You're, you're American, so you just hate math. Get out but, of um, here. I don't hate get it. Out of here. <laughs> it hated Listen, me. That's I what happened. four other Brexit jokes that I have restrained myself from doing, but go on. I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain I just set you up for a metric versus imperial joke. But, you you know. did, and I didn't want to take I it because like the last thing I need for you to do though. is condescend again. It's just, <laughs> ooh, look at us and our metric and your thing and ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, look, they both fought Jacare and Hendo recently. And uh, look, Musashi did better in both. He knocked out Hendo faster and he lost to Jacare slower. So uh, it's another reason. For <laughs> faster and slower. <laughs> Stop using your reasons. All right, let's go to our next fight. Because honestly, I don't know that Vitor wins that one. But if he surprises us, so be it. Uh, it is a fight between Leonardo Santos versus Adriano Martins. And this one, Josh, you start us off. Uh, this is another one where I'm going to be completely random and say I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. Uh, but I'm going to pick Adrian Martins based on, uh, you know, let's go with his beard. That seems that's as good as crazy eyes, right? Ooh, beard. Beard is very strong analysis on this show. Kev, what do you got for us? I'm going to go with the probably more reach and probably more leg reach because I don't know how much I trust UFC.com for mm-hmm. Leonardo Santos. <laughs> Ooh. Cool names. This so is like the most beautifully yeah. named Leonardo Santos versus Adrian Absolutely. Uh, it, let me ask you this, Josh. Have you ever crossed uh, the paths into doing announcing with names? What, what do you mean? In like terms of announcing uh, for shows? Ever? Like being the person? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've emceed a few times. Ooh, what is that like? Um... It's, I find it way more pressure than uh, than commentating. Why? Why do you uh, find the pressure? 
uh, you know what? When I'm when I'm calling fights, uh, yeah, fine. There's there's kind of you know people are watching, but they're not really watching. I'm sitting at the side of the cage, you know, in my own little world, calling calling the match. When you're, you know, you, you're in a very hot cage with a lot of lights, you can't really see what's going on outside of the cage, and uh, you know, you're just very aware that um, I don't know. It just seems. It seems different. Uh, you know, I enjoy it, but um, it, it just the first few times I did it, I found it more stressful than the first few times I commentated. Let's put it that way. So let me get this straight. You think that you're just in your own little world when you're doing commentary and you don't think that people <laughs> can really hear the things you're saying across that fancy little uh, yes, microphone that's exactly called what I'm saying. a microphone, which explains all of the times that you've insulted the Polish people on all of the Polaris telecasts and i i've always thought it just be a little weird but now i understand a little bit more of the science behind it uh, hmm. no i mean it's uh you know it it's it's really weird in all seriousness it's really weird the way uh sometimes my brain thinks about who's listening and sometimes it doesn't and uh, <laughs> certainly yeah no seriously sometimes you, you're very acutely aware of who is likely listening and sometimes you, you literally you're on not on autopilot but it's it's you know it's really not something you think about at all and i've definitely had um a bunch of cards where right before we go and this is this is so weird when i tell people but right before we go live i instantly look at the door that's always behind the camera and go i wonder what would happen if i ran out that door right now <laughs> Like, like literally, literally, as we're getting to like the last countdown, and that you know they're doing that five, four, you know, three, two, one on the hand signal thing, and uh, I'm always like, oh, what happened? If I just bolted. Wow, I've never heard a person commentate say that, but you know what? I'll give you this much. Normally, I want to give you a little more shit for this, but having done commentary myself, crazy things go in your head because not everybody can see the full picture. They can't see the producers running around. They can't see the chaos. And your job is to keep everybody calm and explain what's happening. And sometimes you just don't know what the fuck's happening. And there's no way to tell people like, well, I give up. Wish I could tell you what's going on, but mm, I'm in my own world. So bye, everybody. <laughs> I don't think I've quite had that happen to me. Oh, um, oh, you need to be on some less professional telecasts. I'll tell you that. Uh, and then you can see all of the crazy that happens. I mean, it, it comes with doing any kind of a show. So uh, before we go on, though, let's go ahead and tell him, Kev, that uh, this is the part of the, you know, the game that we like to remind people that we do a bet at the end of all of this. So whoever gets the most right wins. Whoever doesn't get the most right loses a bet. Kev, what have you won before in terms like of bets? I like how this was conveniently left out of the uh, Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here's the important <laughs> thing. The reason it got left out is a very simple reason. We <laughs> never have you bet money because we all do jiu-jitsu and we all make money off of it, which is <laughs> it's like it's there's no shot. money in jiu-jitsu. So, so if we're making the money in jiu-jitsu, <laughs> you should see what that money is. Anyway, as I was saying, Kevin, what are some of the bets you've won? I have won a social media song video that Gary Tonin still owes me. I haven't forgotten about that. You could maybe ask him about it at the end. Just saying. Yeah. If he wins. When I, when I, when I interview him at the end of Polaris, when he's just, uh, let's say he subs Gilbert Burns. Mm -hmm. By the way, you owe Verbal Tapcast a, uh, a, a music video. And he would yeah, know, he would know exactly what we'd be talking about. He'd, He'd be like, lost ah, a bet. Know. Fair and square. Those guys are the worst. I know. Uh, Gordon and I were going to cut one together, but uh, God, I just, uh, I'm the worst. It's like 
take 20 minutes away from your Facebook account, Gary, and just yeah, put yeah. it towards... Yeah, eyes on the prize. Got it. Tell him what you won. I won that. Um, I've had to do some social media call-outs and exchanges, and that's gone both ways. Uh, someone has had to get slammed because they lost to me. That felt good. Just a nice, good old-fashioned demonstration of how to get judo tossed. Uh, uh, T.P. Also... Grant has had to also uh, eat a pizza, like a full thing of a deep dish pizza, like that serves like five people for himself. And explain how is that? Why... How, is that e- how is that even a forfeit? Because oh, he doesn't like Chicago style pizza. Yeah, and it was like you need to explain why it's an American treasure while eating it. Yeah, and we need yeah. a video. Yeah, and he did one. So, I mean, these are the types of silly things that we do. So, do you have an idea in mind? Granted, don't say what it is if you do, but do you have an idea of where you could go, possibly? What, me or Kev? I know you. You're the guest. We defer to the guest first. Oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> I do not have the slightest clue. I am not, not a problem. Here's the good thing. Something funny. You've got four fights to figure it out. And, in fact, <laughs> oh, Kevin is going to lead off on this one. So, Kev, it is a bantamweight fight between Yuri Alcantara versus Brad Pickett. 15, go. I am deep in the Pickett corner. I've got okay. some real... No, I'm going with Yuri Alcantara. I'm taking the abs. Come on, this is obvious. And Brazil versus England? Don't be crazy. I would never back off on my assessment that England fighters suck. All right, Josh, (laughs) what do you have for us? Uh, You know what? Brad Pickett wrestles really well for a Brit. Uh, He's always game. He's always entertaining. I'm going to go with him by decision just for the home crowd advantage. Uh, This is definitely going to a decision. It's probably actually going to go Alcantara's way, but I'm going to give home crowd advantage to Pickett and the edge. Kevin, did you detect a little bit of British wrestling slammetry there? Slammetry abound. And I resent the implication that two 135-pounders that are seemingly made of rubber won't finish each other. It happens every 84th fight. How dare you? Mm. Josh, why do you hate British wrestling so much? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I don't hate British wrestling. We just don't have wrestling the way you guys do. And, that, you know, it's it's not really a, a secret that it's inherent. Non-sexual. Yeah, exactly. It's... it's uh, <laughs> Not greased up. Um, it's it's yeah. Look, it's not it's not something that's inherent in uh, in British culture, and it's not something that um, historically British fighters have been that good at. But Brad Pickett does do it exceptionally well. Is it because you guys are too polite to each other? It's like, oh no, you get this takedown. No, you you definitely. Oh pity. It'd be a shame for I, me know, to I... get this inside uh, ankle pick. Oh. No, because we're you know if we're grappling, we will rip your shit off if we get a chance. Mm. You hear that, Kevin? Yes, I'm taking mm. note, especially mm-hmm. after you know I don't want to get too shit talky. He is a brown belt. We'll just keep our. I, I was going to say at some point we're going to meet in person and we're going to have a grapple. So yeah, you have a what? grapple. Just, I thought you called adorable. it a grapple. It's always so funny. Why are you so adorable? Just can't help it. You're going to have a tumble. You're going to have a grapple, Kev. I think that's the only way we could say it. I drink tea, so I'm in. Let's do it. Um, No, that's fine. And I like that you make that an absolute certainty that you are going to grapple with Kevin. 
Why not? I mean, you know, I like seriously, one of the best things for me about doing any MMA commentary, any jiu-jitsu commentary, is the amount of people I get to meet and the amount of different people I get to roll with whenever I travel to different places. So, you know what, if I if I met people like yourselves who I'd done, you know, podcasts and stuff with and I didn't roll with them, I'd be like, oh, that was a wasted opportunity. That's true. So, well, I got news for you. If you did roll with me, it'd still be a wasted opportunity. So... Uh, it's not like it gets better as it goes on. Well, I, was, I was being I was being kind. <laughs> That's fine. It's my job to be funny. So, you know, I knew you couldn't handle that much work. Um, that's great, though. I think that is very, very good. Uh, before we go on, I do have to ask you a question. Who is the person? Because you were very nicely saying, you know, you get to train with all these people. Who's the person who wrecked you the most that you've trained with? Who's the person who wrecked me the most? Yeah, Dish. Uh, there's a bunch. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, that wasn't the question. It didn't say how many of them wrecked you because the answer is everybody. But like, who wrecked you? Oh, that's that's low. That's, that's low. low. That's um, a, you just basically made fun of me and Kevin for grappling. So you know, goes both ways. <laughs> uh, people who you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I I honestly can't pick any off the top of my head. Uh, but th- there have been there have been plenty. Come on, it's. Uh... I just wanted one name. No, oh, just there's, there's a ton of guys. But um, you know, I had a lot of fun rolling with. Uh, there's a, a bantamweight in uh, in the UK called Ash Grimshaw, who's a, a brown belt as well. And you know, I've commentated a bunch of his matches, and uh, and then I've rolled with him a couple of times. And the, the you know the dude's awesome. But I I love rolling with people who. Uh, I get to commentate on because it does just give you an extra idea of what oh, the absolutely. they're doing. It changes everything because then you know you're like, oh, well, this is going to be over in a second because uh, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. Like they, if they hit you with stuff that they did in the gym, or you just know how they move better. You know how they feel differently. Absolutely. It's you know. Is that the commentators? We commentate. It's a bantamweight fight between Damian Stazak and Davy Grant. Go. I uh, got to go with Davy Grant on this one. I think again, home field advantage. He's probably going to take a decision. It is a bit of a pick and fight, though. They're about as even as you can get. Uh, but Davy Grant's very tough. He's got a good camp. Um, you know, I, I think uh, his sub heavy, sub heavy win record is going to going to play out here. Okay, Kev, who do you have for us on this one? Uh, Davy Grant does have one mean scowl, and we're obviously familiar with his work. I'm just going to flip the coin to stay competitive. And again, Poland, Damien Stasiak. Plus, he kind of has vampire bangs. Okay, there's a lot of things that just (laughs) happened here. Uh, Just in that 15 seconds, Kevin, are you going against friend of the podcast, Davy Grant, right now? I'm not going against him. I'm just, you know... Mm-hmm. You're going against them. That's what you're doing. I'm trying to win some Polish audience here. I think Davy Grant and, has the looks. He's got mm-hmm. the talent. He's got the notoriety. Maybe there's a little bit too much at stake. He's got the sex drive. I get it. Kev, full package. Got it. But Josh, this is important to ask you. Are you picking up the fact that Kevin's been paying attention and is actually implementing your own Polish strategy against you in this pick? I know it's surprising. I mean, adapt and overcome, right? You got to give him credit. I mean, you don't. But it just, you know. I mean, no. Okay, well, let's put it this way. It's nice of him to admit that his strategy was wrong from the start, and now he's changing. <laughs> I don't like his tone. I don't like. That he's <laughs> it's great. 
he's gotten all he's John got, Oliver serious on me, and I he really has. He's going to do thirty bit. minutes on you real soon. I know. <laughs> Kev, you're going to do the next fight. It's uh, Leon Edwards versus Albert Tumanov. Go. I always am going to go with the Tumanov. I voted against Einstein three, three or four cards ago. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. him this time because I lost. Here's one for Russia, Albert Trumanov. Okay, Josh, what do you got for us? I completely understand why you would say that. Any any kind of uh, Russian or Dagestanian guy flying out of K-Dojo is going to be really, really tough. Uh, but you know what? Let's just for fun go with Leon Edwards by decision. Uh, you know, out of Birmingham, UTC. Uh, I know Tumanov's only been stopped once, but... Let's go. Let's go with Edwards by decision. Okay. Okay. I like where this is going, gentlemen. We've come to that point where I'm now going to let all the shit hit the fan because here's the thing: this is no accident that we have a prime example of the UK's best on one side and an example of U.S. rhetoric on the other side. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bump this up. Normally, we give like 30 seconds. I'm actually going to give 45 seconds to each person here to say who they think is going to win because I think this is going to go down the way I think it will. In the middleweight championship fight between Michael Bisping, who's the champ, a.k.a. paper champ, versus Dan Henderson, let's start with Josh. Go. Uh, look, Michael Bisping in Manchester is physically unstoppable. I saw him fight in Manchester against Elvis Sinosek uh, years ago. He nearly got his arm taken off. The dude wouldn't quit. He is tough as nails. I know that didn't quite go his way seven years ago at UFC 100, but I think other than the psychology, Hendo's got nothing for him. He's t- too old, and uh, he's just really past his prime. Bisping's going to probably dance his way to a decision uh, and outpoint Hendo. I don't think his gas tank's going to run out, whereas I think Hendo, too old, was awesome. Not so much anymore. Stop hitting things. Kevin, what do you have for us? You know, I would like to take the obvious choice here and vote American. No, 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 no. But go American in the first part. Like, talk shit about UK now while you can before you switch. That's what I was going to start doing. I I was about to tear off into it. And then I was going to do my pick. Okay, well, get the fuck there. You've got 25 seconds left. But the world's watching. (laughs) And despite their historical thuggery and broad overreaching policies that have always emancipated people that didn't want to be, which is a different word. I want to show you British Josh that in the face of all that we can still come together and I will pick Bisping to win this fight Oh, because I will not let Brexit define me. I'm going to Brexit in. Michael Bisping. I don't think that's a hashtag. Kev, but you would love to go for Dan Henderson. Obviously, because America's amazing. We're not too loud and annoying about our flag at all. Fireworks. The 4th of July is like every other holiday. It just happens to harm 2.3 professional athletes every year. Small price to pay. Free dumb. Hot dogs. Hot dogs and put some cheese on it. Put some cheese That's on right. the pie too. Put some cheese on the pie Overweight. on the hot dog. Put it all together. Mm-hmm. America. Get there. That's right. My country fucking tis of thee. But I am choosing Michael what? Bisping. So nah, that's fine. That's that's I mean it's kind of science. But Josh, 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 Josh. 
what do you do you have to apologize for Michael Bisping? Like are you are you ever like <laughs> do you ever roll your eyes at the shit he says, or do you ever just go like, oh, he's being quaint? I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of like, he's still around. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised <laughs> occasionally, but, um, you know, give the, give the guy some credit, man. I mean, you know, champ. he is, he is, yeah, well, he's champ and he's, he's just tough as shit, man. I mean, you know, the one thing you can't, you can't really take away from MMA fighters, uh, you know, <laughs> toughness is seriously underrated as an aspect of, of, uh, of MMA, I think. And, uh, Bisping literally has zero quit in him. It takes somebody like Hendo, clipping him and you know power bombing him through the mat um to put him away so you know i don't think it's going to happen again i uh, i think bisping has has done phenomenally well in crafting himself uh, the staying power and the the analyst role and you know what i'm not going to apologize for him at all i think it's uh you know what you pride yourself so much on the american dream and the uh you know come here be successful, I think, you know, build yourself up from nothing. I think Bisping is an excellent example of how to do that as an Englishman. Okay, but you still didn't address the garbage that comes out of his mouth. So while I understand you make a compelling case of then incorporating the American dream <laughs> into your answer, which uh, kudos, by the way. Um, Thank you. You still didn't answer the question of you ever get embarrassed. What was, the last, what was the last thing he said? What was the last thing you said that was embarrassing? I'm probably missing something. Would, do you want me to pull some up? I'm sure there is a website that has compiled them. I was just not <laughs> expecting you to be like, ah, nah, he never says anything wrong. Like, do you like me to type my response into my Donald Trump bot? Actually, yes, I do, because now I want to hear where this goes. Uh, Kev, do you have a response to that? <laughs> to all of that? Uh, I mm. don't. Um, I guess I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's controversially Bisping talk shit, but you know, that's kind of, he used to claim he got robbed a lot. Did he do in a little bit of steroids? Come on. He's good. Maybe not. It's kind of like, cause I always feel here's what happens. There's always greatness of when you get excited to see people who are good at shit talking. But Michael Bisping will always say like that extra thing. That's like, yeah, he's always been a bit of a bum, but I, I just – he's not quite like me. i am uh, always been a champion. That's always what I've done. I'm really like, oh, God. And then calling out Hendo as being a cheat, saying he's going to kill Luke Rockhold right afterwards. I mean, the again, that's just off the top of my head here, Josh. So you didn't see the Luke Rockhold thing and just go <sighs> – It doesn't sound awfully convincing, does it? <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to what the bet is going to be, I need to go ahead and ask you guys to give me your tiebreakers, which are the fight of the night and performances of the night. We're going to go ahead and start off with Kevin. So what do you think the fight of the night is going to be? Fight of the night, very clear. St. Pru versus Manawa. Then I'm going to go performance of the night, Michael Bisping. Other performance of the night goes to Stefan's troop. I'm going to put a little little insurance on that one. Caveat. Okay. Josh, what do you got for us? Hmm. You see, this is this is ridiculous because I would I honestly think that Roberts Perry could realistically be the fight of the night, but I'm also going to say that there's no way they give it to a fight pass early prelim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um 
Yeah, no, like, seriously, I think Roberts Perry could be fight of the night, but I, I don't think they would give it to a fight that early on on the card. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just don't. Ah, uh, pick it. Pick it and Alcantara. Uh, okay. Could, uh, okay. Could, be, could be fight of the night. Uh, performance of the night, I could see it going to Bisping as well, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, just because I think he's going to do Hendo over the distance. So, yeah. So you have Bisping as one performance of the night. I need a second one. You need a second one. Yep. Let's go with... Um, let's go with Musashi. Okay. Let's go All with right. Musashi because he's going he's, he's gonna to stop Vitor. So. Guys, guys, guys. Vitor, poor Vitor. Vitor is the victim of this podcast. He's getting the broken he metal of the <laughs> He really is, considering all the shit we've talked about America and the UK. Yeah, Vitor somehow, is still the one that comes down. Has awesome as haircut the is the problem. Most abused. Um, okay. Josh, we've come to the point. We gave you some time to think about a bet. Do you have a bet in mind? Given him the, all of the kind of small little fun bets that you can do. Keep in mind, we don't make the monies in jiu-jitsu, so we don't bet money. We bet things that hurt each other's pride. Is there some sort of nationality thing? Is there some sort of jiu-jitsu thing? I mean, is there some yeah, sort of Beyonce want, thing? Want, I don't know. Do you, want, uh, do you want Kev to write me an appropriate Pledge of Allegiance to... Uh... <laughs> to to recite, <laughs> oh, Kevin, uh, accept it. The other writes a <laughs> pledge of allegiance for the other to be read in video form. <laughs> Does yeah. this sound good enough? Sounds great. Oh, uh, God, I hope I win. Okay, me uh, and, too. And here's what I'll say, Kev. Can I sprinkle a little bit on that? Sure. If Kev beats you. Okay, and this is minor. This is so minor, it's not even going to matter, okay? But if Kev beats you, and the odds are not good that he will, because statistically he has lost a lot at this game. (laughs) Kevin and I get to pick. Shut up, Kevin. This is going to come around for you. Kevin and I get to pick one word that you need to say. You need to, like, find a way to insert four times into the telecast of Polaris. Oh, this does. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. We'll be nice. You don't know. Like, listen, I'm not saying it's going to be. We're not going to like come up and say like kumquat. Let me give you an example. (laughs) Let me give you an example of where this started in Mm -hmm. college forensics. There used to be a little coach student challenge sometimes, or just like amongst peers in a round. We'd say like, "Hey, see if you can say aluminum siding while you're talking about this speech." (laughs) It's like okay. So you'd have to organically fit aluminum siding into something. Yes. So it's now, like granted, that. we would figure out a way to figure something that is grappling appropriate, because I don't think that would be fair to just give you random words. But I feel <laughs> like you would say a perfectly normal thing for jujitsu that our listeners and yourself would all have a, a slight inside joke. That's all. I have no idea what you could possibly come up with. Beyonce metaphors. We want four. <laughs> That's what we're thinking. If you just want, if we just we'll have work to say it out, out loud. Love, love, love on top is an obvious one, right? <laughs> um, you tell me, you expert, you as part see, of the uh, Like I said, we'll we'll be generous in it, but that really comes in the fact. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to have to uh, politely put that one as a, a possibility, but uh, we'll, well see. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't tend to screw about with uh, with broadcasts. Oh, blah blah blah. People are watching. Blah blah blah. We get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a professional. 
all I'm saying is Benyon would get a giggle out of this and then definitely say like, no, definitely not. But he would then be like, ooh, but if it was somebody else's show, I would definitely encourage it. So that's all I'm saying. Double standard. I'm, I'm impressed that your impression of, of Matt and myself is, is, uh, is virtually identical. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he's very like, he's way different. He's definitely more like, oh, well, you know, that's okay. <laughs> that's where his voice is yours is definitely higher and, and like again adorably cuddly all that stuff all right so that's the great part of all of this josh palmer um here's how we do this we have uh, put in the picks this week if you would so care to join us we'd love to have you next week to do a recap because we'll all be watching the fights and then we can talk about what we saw what we liked what we didn't like and then we will find out and announce the winner of over under kevin on next week's show if you are so free yeah, sure. Just uh, just do me a favor, real quick. Just recap for me. How many did we actually differ on? I'm not probably most that. of them, but I'm not doing that math right now because I'm not a machine. I can't even remember who I picked. Well, fortunately, I wrote them down. So and I recorded <laughs> yeah, it in a court of yeah. podcast. <laughs> There's this crazy thing called recording the podcast. but <laughs> we've been doing it for a few years. So crazy we're... kids with their weird mechanicry. Kev, that's probably the best ending insult that Great you had. Great rehearsal, uh, guys. Let's do it for real now. <laughs> for real. <laughs> all right. So, Josh, where can people find you on the interwebs? What can we help you plug? All of that good stuff. Do you have sponsors? Do commentators get sponsors? Because if they do, I want in. But, like, do you You don't get sponsors, right? Definitely download. Oh, uh, I am actually sp- oh, Well, <laughs> I was sponsored, and now I own the equivalent company in the U.S. So, uh, everybody go check out ValorFightwearUSA.com and, uh, and buy some of my gear because it's, it's awesome. And I even made a gi for you all called the Liberty, highlighting how victorious you were in... Uh, in 1776. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, go go uh, go check out com. or follow me at, uh, at Josh Palmer MMA on any relevant social media. Please. <laughs> so you're not on the Snapchat? I do not Snapchat, no. Mm. Uh, never, really, never really got into it. Just uh, in- Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, and Facebook. That's about it. I just love when you said relevant Snapchat. I thought that was such a quick <laughs> way to really put a diss out there. Fuck you, Foursquare. <laughs> Kev, do you have any departing words for Josh before we get him on out of here? Oh, it's great to have you. It's always nice to hear you commentating. Even nicer to hear you talking across the channel. No, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't think of enough. He's one of the nicest human beings in grappling, and we're glad that he's one of the guys behind the mics, as long as they're not in the territories that I am going to be doing commentary on, because you stay over there. Southwest region. Southwest region. We're going to drop a map and we'll show you. Uh, But we can't think of enough. Ladies and gentlemen, please say thank you, and uh, good day to our good friend, Josh Paul. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Raph, what a podcast. Josh Palmer is a real deer. We talked to him for a while, even off air, because that's what we do sometimes. Sometimes. What an awesome guy. Can't wait for Polaris, by the way. Were you nervous when he said that he wanted to have a grapple with you? A little bit. Mm. It's like a soft barracuda. 
worried. Because <laughs> this is the thing is like normally, you know, when they say like the nice people can be like vicious, like he's a little too nice. That makes you wonder like, oh, shit, is he really good at jujitsu? Like, is he going to wreck shop? Yeah. And frankly, I'm coming off a bad week. As I told Raph off air, uh, I'm not feeling great. And Tuesday night I trained so hard I threw up afterwards. It was like partially, you know, obviously I'm not in the greatest amount of shape. It was like, I just don't feel good. And afterwards, it's like, oh, oh, no, because I didn't feel better after I vomited. I just felt like I got to go home, shower, and crawl into my closet and just stay there for a day. Feeling great, <laughs> though, uh, for a sick person. So I'm powering That's through. Good for you. So sometimes, you know, you train, you vomit. That's what happens when you train with killers. It's like, <laughs> oh, I was polite about it. Didn't make a mess. Wouldn't dare make a mess. <laughs> so in the better interest of getting Kevin, I think, to the rest, let's go ahead and just start doing uh, some shout-outs. Kev, you want to yeah. leave us off on this? Hey, shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's just already starting to fall asleep on the other side over here. No, absolutely. First of all, still great class did some awesome drilling and some different leg work that was really intricate over there at the jubera association doing some jubera jiu-jitsu having a blast nicely done on the mat jubera uh big shout out this week my niece was riding a horse raf fell off broke her arm in three no. places three little Two ba- two little fractures, one break, one bigger break, three breaks in all. Was a major toughen about it. it. Was like gave her some respect. Enjoyed the toughness That's... quality. So a shout out to uh, her beastiness. You know, you always want to celebrate that. But like, she didn't get it from her uncle. So like, no, her mother is no, very really. tough. My sisters, ah, my sisters. I mean, she's. Uh, She's the more gifted of the children. <laughs> Raph, I'm going to let you know. Small Higgins. Both responsible, motherly, and smarter. Just like, eh, thanks, April. Big well, good help. on her. Big help. The, I was a huge disappointment to a lot of teachers throughout the Spring Hill system because she came first. It's like, oh, you're April's brother. Hmm. <laughs> Gotta rep it. That's what happens. And uh, that's going to do it for me as far as shout-outs, Ref. All right. Let's go ahead and start by shouting out. Steven Martinez, our good friend, he had a seminar over at the Nawaza factory. I had the honor of attending. I got to see Steven and his wife. They are so amazing. Steven gives the best pressure passing. Guys, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you get the opportunity to take a seminar from Steven Martinez, you have to do it. If you have any concern for your pressure passing getting better, he is one of the best people I've seen implement gi and no gi and is just a great human being. And so, so nice. So we had the opportunity to grab a, a couple beers afterwards, and he's just good guy. Really nice. Super great. So uh, I want to shout out him. Let's go ahead and shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Uh, we just got some new lights in there. Apparently, the government has uh, some sort of system where if you say that you want to get more energy-efficient lights, they come in and they put the lights in for you. So we did that at VMAC, and uh, I got to tell you, Kev, I've never seen that place so lit. I mean, 
granted, after one of our parties, everybody's like lit, but like so bright. Maybe the question is, I don't know. Uh, it was amazing to walk in there and see how, how bright it got. So shout outs to it's everybody like there. You Great the party button in Parks and Rec at Entertainment Center <laughs> Jordy, when they're like, "Oh, somebody hit the party button." <laughs> don't, don't California lights. I've always thought that we need to find more ways for us to be like John Ralphio on this show. So one day, one day we'll figure out that balance quite nicely. Uh, again, shout outs to the great folks at the LA Jiu Jitsu Club. Uh, Vahag just stopped in uh, this week and he was crushing it. Um, just great, great training over there. And uh, I also want to say uh, a couple quick shout outs to uh, everybody who competed over this weekend, we had a lot of people going to compete at a whole bunch of different places. So uh, I can't name you all by name right now, but we'll get to you individually, I'm sure, later on in different podcasts. Um, send shout outs to uh, the submission uh, series that's going to be happening. They're going to be doing the Canadian uh, Kumite over next weekend. So if you guys get the chance, go ahead and please endorse the Canadian Kumite going down next Saturday. A lot of our friends oh, are participating the in that. Terrifying friends. <laughs> He's man. I'm glad you saw that video because you understand now what a beast that kid is. I believe I'm doing an interview with him this week, so look out for that coming up a little bit later. I like the hair. Um, reach. I like it. Yeah, I mean, he's he definitely does different hair a lot of the time. Cool way. Uh, I want to shout out. Um, there's like two other people we want to make sure that we go ahead and shout out. Let's go ahead and shout out Gary Tonin for learning a lesson this week that you don't call out solo. What happened? Okay, I'll give you the long of the short of it. Here's what happened. So apparently Donahara put up a post where he was like, yeah, maybe people shouldn't jump guard. I've banned it from happening from white to black in my academy. Salo then put on there, with all due respect, uh, hey, when did you compete and under what belts and um, in the kimono? Which is its own sort of thing into itself. Gary overheard this, saw that Salo was uh, attacking Danaher, and then decided to respond with the tact of a New Jersey housewife. That's right, people. He went full Jersey mob wife because he basically was just seconds away from flipping over a table and uh, a social media flame war happened to the point where the adults in the conversation, Salo and uh, Danaher basically were, you know, like, fuck this shit. And apparently the beefed, uh, was squashed within the amount of a work day. So I'm glad cooler heads prevailed, but Gary went full Jersey and kids, you never go full Jersey. Remember that. Okay. Yeah. I obviously get the Hubiero inner circle emails. Yeah, I know. you do. Absolutely. And the final thing we want to send a shout out to the folks at jujitsu net. They put on a fairly interesting blue belt tournament. And uh, a big winner of that was our good friend Wes Jarrell. And I have to single this guy out for a particular reason, which is this. Uh, Jarrell competed in our submission-only no-time-limit match, beating other purple belts at a blue belt level, uh, even though he's only had it for like three or four months. Ended up taking this blue belt competition, had some great competition there. But more than that, I have to say that this is a particular bridge that I am a big fan of, which is that Jarrell competed in sub-only no-time-limit won that and then went to go win a points tournament and i feel like that's such a great great thing to see competitors do because we're in this process where everybody's trying to do the best time the best rule sets 
and they're trying to make arguments for what's really the best. Well, the real best is jujitsu. So we're happy when we see those competitors who do both and understand that jujitsu is jujitsu. So props to him, props to his team at uh, Huntington Beach Ultimate Training Center, and more importantly, our good friends, uh, Johnny Morgan, who heads up that program. So that, my friends, is going to do it for me on uh, these shout-outs of this week. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. My heart is stereo. It beats for you, so listen close.